It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Um. Okay, so you should start off and talk about. Um, I'll read. Did you end up? Did you research the author? Yeah, I have a full a few links open. Okay, cool. I'll I'll read the um, synopsis, and then you can talk about what you learned about her. Okay. Would, right. you, would, you, would you pronounce her name Alma Katsu? That's Alma. what, that's how I've been pronouncing it, yeah. Alma Katsu? Alma okay. Katsu, yeah. Katsu okay. or Katsu? There we go. Okay. So we're reading The Deep by Alma Katsu. Um, this is the summary. What really happened on board the Titanic? Someone or something must be haunting the ship. Between mysterious disappearances and sudden deaths, the guests of the Titanic have found themselves suspended in an eerie, unsettling twilight zone from the moment they set sail. Several of them are convinced there's something sinister, almost otherworldly afoot. But before they can locate the source of the danger, as the world knows, disaster strikes. Years later, one of the survivors, Irish maid Annie Hebley, is working as a nurse on the sixth voyage of Titanic's sister ship, the Britannic, newly refitted as a hospital ship. When she happens across an unconscious fellow passenger, Mark Fletcher, now a soldier fighting in World War I, Annie is thrilled and relieved to see he survived the sinking. But soon, Mark's presence awakens deep buried feelings and secrets, forcing Annie to reckon with the demons of her past as they both, as they both discover that the terror may not yet be over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we go any further, should we introduce ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> you can go first. All right. My name is Danielle. <laughs> that's all I need to know. Um, my name is Evelyn. Uh, yeah, that's all you need to know about me. All like, need to know. <laughs> move on. We have no credentials here. <laughs> okay, the author of this book, mm-hmm. Amakatsu. Mm-hmm. All right. A brief history of her. Okay. Amakatsu, born in 1959 is an American writer of adult fiction. Her books have been translated into a dozen languages and has been published in the United Kingdom, Brazil, Spain, and Italy. Yeah, the more you know, huh? Mm -hmm. Katsu has also had had a 29-year career in the U.S. federal government, working in a number of positions dealing with intelligence and foreign policy. Ooh, Fiction. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what she chose in the end. Okay. Okay. With an emphasis on technology issues. She previously worked as a senior policy analyst for the Rand Corporation. Ooh, she's big time. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little scared of her now. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, and on her actual bio itself, mm-hmm. um, her actual website, it states that um, she also writes novels that combine historical fiction with supernatural and horror elements, horror elements, mm-hmm. which, you know, you kind of get the sense of here. Yeah, you kind of get that in the, in the summary already. Mm-hmm. That something's crazy. The Hunger, um, published in 2018, is a book that she also wrote, apparently, is oh. a reimagine, reimagine a story of, ooh, the Donner Party. Ooh, we might have to read that next. I know, for real. That's, local. That's California local. <laughs> and it was named one of the NPR's 100 favorite horror stories. 
was on numerous best books of the year list and continues to be honored as a new classic in horror. Oh, we should know. Oh, it says it right here. It says it on the book. It says it on the book, Author of the Hunger. Oh, yeah. Okay. That should have been our first introduction, to be honest, but it's okay. That's okay. We're working backwards. Yeah. Um, her first book is The Taker, which also named one of the top 10 debut novels of 2011. Okay. Nice. She has relocated to Washington, D.C., to the mountains of West Virginia, where she lives with her uh, musician husband, Bruce, and their two dogs, Nick and Ash. Aww. Very author like. Yeah. I feel like they, they always have like, husband, dogs, and that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cute. Okay. Very cool. Um. So we have read the first three chapters together. You didn't read four and five. That's fine. Okay, you know what? Well, I've been working eight hours a day recently. It's, it's a lot. No, I know. And I had actually, I just finished reading four and five. So you're okay. good. I was totally procrastinating it. But I have a list of um, the characters we're introduced to kind of in chronological order. So first we're introduced to Annie's parents or father because- he it's in the the first the first page is a letter yes so this the cool thing about this book is it's it has chapters but it, like in sprinkled in between it seems like there's going to be a lot of letters and like correspondence mm-hmm. between different characters yes. so the first page of the book is set in 1916 it's a letter from annie's father to a doctor in at an asylum an asylum doctor wow. asking if he if they have his daughter Annie who disappeared mm-hmm. which is interesting um and I wrote a note about that <laughs> I wrote I, I literally feel like I literally have like an essay in my notes right now um oh I noticed when I was reading that I like reread that that letter and so it, they don't know that she's on she was on the Titanic because it says yeah. our my dear daughter Annie disappeared unexpectedly from our home four years ago and this was in 1916. So I'm like, you're just writing now. <laughs> I know, like what four what's years. going on these four years? Um yeah, so she must have snuck away to be on the Titanic, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I know. I was waiting for uh for Jack and Rose to pop up. I know I was, when I was thinking, I'm like, is this in the same cinematic universe? <laughs> i'm ready um and then we meet um nigel which is the doctor at the asylum who says that he can't like i know damn i know (laughs) and he's like this is neither a confirmation or a denial like okay okay if you wrote that much sympathy obviously she's there yeah you're pretty much saying that she's there now yeah um and then we meet annie in chapter one what are your opinions on annie what do you think about this girl? <laughs> very sad. Yeah. I was very worried for her mental well-being. I know. And it's like, it's funny because like, she's not insane. You can tell. Yeah. But yeah, like something's not right. Something's not she's right. She's really nervous in this whole chapter. She does. She seems nervous, but I also feel like she's like, I feel like I need to be more independent. I need her to like step up, speak more like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I don't love her interaction with men so far. Yeah, she seems very submissive. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not for that. No. Yeah, we're the worst people. Though <laughs> I can't agree with that. I'm gonna be a woman hater in this chapter. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely not. Um. Oh yeah, and I I literally write this down. Um, 
so then we find out in chapter one that she was on the Titanic and survived is one yeah. of the few survivors, which is crazy. Aww. Um, and she's she's hiding or is trying to hide this letter from her friend who also survived the Titanic, Violet. Yeah. Um, asking her to come on this other ship. I'd be like, bitch, no. <laughs> um, do you not remember what happened the last time we were on a boat together? And in that letter, they introduce a baby. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, they introduce a baby that apparent like it's very it's very vague. This book is the introduction part, the first few yeah. parts are very vague. Honestly, a lot of these are also very abrupt the way they introduce things, I'm not gonna lie. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I that too. There's no um, like, yeah, they just kind of get right into it. But in the letter that Violet wrote to Annie that she's been holding on to with dear life, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> apparently they had they found a baby together well here's what i i took it as they found a baby together it's not like they were raising the baby together <laughs> and, <laughs> and he got lost when titanic went down it sounds yeah. like uh-huh violet, violet had the baby but then they took the baby from her oh yeah that's right. kind of what it sounds like uh-huh and then but you find out later on who the baby actually belongs to yeah 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 i was gonna say i forgot what chapter that was and then so she she goes to nigel which is a doctor i don't like this nigel character by the way i don't like his because he kicks her ass out he's pretty much yeah you know because you're not crazy so you're like wasting space here depression she's depressed that's it that's an illness yeah i would that would be grounds for her to stay there yeah Yeah, like you know that you're not he just sounds super condescending he does and she takes the bait yeah, and she just falls for it because she's hella submissive. She doesn't, she can't, she doesn't know what else to say. But she also, I think she wants to go too. I think she wants that push. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think hopefully I, it's good for her. Yeah, I definitely have a sense that she's searching for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like maybe she might, I'm thinking that she's probably searching for answers. Yeah. Maybe pertaining to the baby, the mystery baby. <laughs> maybe Um, something like dark happening too that yeah that's kind of hinted at Uh and then so the britannic is the titanic sister ship yeah which actually did you do any um research on that no i thought it was fiction on the i was gonna i'm i'm gonna google it right now to see if that's actually a real thing i thought it was fiction i thought that goes with her supernatural history Oh no, it's not. It's real. It is real. That's yeah. yeah. That's kind of uh in bad taste. That's it. That is in bad taste. Yeah. If you know it didn't work out the first time, there's no need to try again. Like some things you can throw in the trash. Yeah. No, yeah, it is a and it was a hospital ship during the war. Now I don't know if this is in any way. No, I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> what? what are you gonna say? Um, well, I just looked on Wikipedia and it said out of service 21st of November, 1916, which I believe is when that Titanic went down. That's no, the Titanic went down in 1912, Ah. but this book is set in November of 1916. So I have a feeling that this might have the same fate as the sister ship. If she, if she's sticking with what happened in reality. One thing to also note that this book goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it jumps back between Titanic and yeah, 19, 1912 Titanic and Britannic. 
Um, yeah, and it's, so now it's used, it's being used as a so it's not the same bow, obviously, but I think it's like the same build. Uh huh. Clearly, the Titanic is in yeah. the, <laughs> at I the love they, I love I, that was kind of cute how they uh, attached um, elements of the Titanic and like mentioned it in the um, in the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the staircase and oh, like yeah 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 uh huh that's so cute that's that was cool it's, I kind of wish I was on it not that I died obviously but I love the Titanic seems cool I watched it a few weeks ago okay how was that I up for a week I was messed up Did I was you so cry? yeah I cried I, I used downloaded. to I used to always watch it in sophomore year at college at SF State <laughs> and I would cry like a little baby at the end I always cry at the end when she's like when she dies and she sees Jack again I always cry I might have to watch that tonight sometimes I'm like it should have been you (laughs) (laughs) it should have it should have been both of them I would have rather have died with my loved one than be alive yeah like I would have just been like okay I'll die too yeah she's a coward for that honestly we're not here to judge yeah, we're not here to talk about Rose. Like, lives. <laughs> um, so the Britannic is being used as a hospital ship for wounded soldiers in World War One. Uh-huh. Um, so then we go to chapter two. Oh, so in between chapter one and chapter two, we get the the letter from Violet, right? Let me go, Let me go back. Yes. Um, yeah, pretty much asking her, like, hey, come on the boat with me. Yeah, she, oh yeah, they're saying everything about the chandeliers and stuff. Yeah, I'm interested to learn more about what happened on the actual Titanic when they were on there together. And then in chapter two, we meet Charlie Epping. Yes, who is a... (laughs) 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 He's he's must be like an orderly or an attendant on the ship. Well, so we actually learn, I think, in chapter three. You read chapter three, right? Yeah, you read... He's a wireless reporter. Oh, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> because, so I think how, so was he was introduced in chapter two then? Because he's the one who found um, um, Annie's information. Yeah, and he notes that she survived the Titanic and he's yeah. like, oh, like I need to learn more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And noticed that she had no living kin. Yes, and I put that down. I put, he does note that she was on the Titanic and has no next of kin listed, which must be important. If they're talking about it in the book, like it has to be important. Yeah. Um, we, knew, we, don't, we do know that her parents were looking for her, but. Yeah, and clearly she doesn't want to be. She's not, yeah, I'm get, yeah, doesn't want to be known by them. Um, we don't really learn much about him, though. For no. some reason, I thought he was an old man, but I think he's like Annie's age or he's like younger. Yeah, but I the think. fact they went into like beginning of chapter three, they went into details of describing like his characteristics. Like he's like a skinny man. Things say like a cricket smile. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They so they put a lot of like time into explaining him. So that must mean he's gonna come up later on. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking too. Um. So and I'm guessing wireless. I tried looking up what a wireless reporter was, but I couldn't find anything. But I'm guessing he must have something to do with like communication with like other ships. Yeah. Like yeah, that is what it is. Hopefully like they that from the Titanic. <laughs> um, and then chapter three. Now in chapter three, it's November nineteen sixteen, the day that the Britannic leaves, departs. Um, 
I feel bad for Annie because she's getting like overstimulated. I know. I've been not been around people for like four years, I'm guessing. Because the head nurse in charge, and I can't think of her name, wouldn't let her rest for it. She told her to get to work. Oh yeah. Oh, what's her name? It's some it's like Spec or something. Sister Merrick. <laughs> yeah, Sister Merrick. Oh. And old a handmaid still. <laughs> oh yeah. What's that? <laughs> Aunt Lydia. She's very much like Aunt Lydia. We're gonna have to pretty call much. her that. <laughs> um she talks about she keeps thinking she's imagining that she spotted mark yeah um oh wait i didn't read that part it's in chapter th- 20 it's chapter three on page 25 even if everywhere she looked she expected to see a familiar face in the crowds imagine she'd spotted mark the wash of dark hair and the handsome cut of his face the knowing gaze and that's yes and that's the first time we were introduced to him yeah which is my my point of saying it's very abrupt yeah they it's yeah and that's the thing like she doesn't say anything about like who mark is she just kind of sprinkles that in yes so it's like okay okay i guess she's gonna tell us about that later so that's the reader's job to pay attention yeah you really yeah if i i had to really read this shit (laughs) uh miss alma katsu has a lot of faith in us yeah, she does. I can't be skimming like I usually do. Uh, <laughs> um, Mark, sister yeah, freaking Aunt Lydia. Yeah, so we meet Sister Merrick, which is like a nurse. She's super mean. She's pretty much just like a bitch. Yeah. And as soon as Annie gets there, poor, poor little gal who just left the asylum moments ago um, <laughs> has to go deal with wounded soldiers. Oh, but before that, okay, so be, but let's backtrack. Before okay. she got on this ship, uh-huh. um, there is a brief moment between um, her, like, I guess, arriving at the dock and walking to the ship. And she had a, and it, there was mention of her needing, like, a guide. Oh, I see. And people offering to help her, but she was able to, like, if she said uh, it's almost like a guardian angel director, yeah. who to choose. Yeah, I saw that. That was interesting. And I was like, and I know there's like a mystical element into this book. And I was yeah. like, is that Mark? Well, I thought it was Mark. I don't know. Yeah. And I like this line. It wasn't trust or intuition, but something else that had swooped in, in the absence of both to guide her. So yeah, like something supernatural. Uh-huh. So this girl's special. She is. Yeah. Cause obviously she survived the Titanic. That must've been at the hands of her little guardian angel guide person too. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's crazy. She goes onto the ship. I would have so much PTSD. I would not be able to do this. I don't know why. No, she- not at all. I, I would think it's like- not accurate. Like, it's not like scientifically accurate because any like any person who would have gone through that kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. Well, the ram- the ramifications of coming on this ship are gonna probably show itself as the book goes on. Yeah, 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 for sure. Let's not judge too quick. Yeah, but I I feel like too. I'm surprised they even let her on the ship because I feel like people back in the day were so superstitious of things like that. I feel Uh like they would see her as like a bad luck charm, you know? Like they'd be like, "No, she a witch. She's on the one that freaking yeah." Like, oh yeah, they'd probably be like burning her at the stake or something. Yeah, these people have a lot of faith. Um. So yeah, and oh, and she says right here, she after all there is. Oh wait. For now, she needs to keep her wits about her and find the first officer and get on with things. After all, there is still a mission to accomplish. There is still somewhere out there the child, Mark's child. Mark's so Mark has a kid. Mark has a baby. Uh-huh. Um, and she's 
has to go find that child, which she dove after when the Titanic sank, right? That's what it said. And that's the child that Violet had to get rid of. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Um, Yeah, so then she meets Sister Merrick, who tells her... Oh, no, she meets Charles Epping, Mm -hmm. who who helps her get to... um, I think help to Sister Merrick, yeah. Um, and she also meets before she meets um Hazel, a young nurse who's I I think like kind of helps train her and like shows her around and everything. And then she gets right down to it <laughs> and <laughs> is helping these wounded soldiers. Uh-huh. Some of the worst injuries she's seen. Yeah. And she's seeing that she kind of just needs to be there for them with what it like it says right here she needs to listen when they want to talk so basically she's just there to like comfort them yeah she gets a sense of uh like empowerment and this like like she feels good about herself from doing this work which is like yeah i feel that yeah that's a feeling we also learned that she has no experience as a nurse at all which that that does not surprise me i feel like during this time they needed like all the bodies they could get yeah they kind of just were throwing formal training was just not a thing but imagine like this is really going to put her off the medical field after this, I'm sure. She's really uh-huh. not right now. That's how I know this was not realistic because the, her calming presence in this book right now does not fit the situation. Like, <laughs> I know it's yeah, I would be like screaming and crying, <laughs> throwing up if I saw <laughs> people. Yeah, they're like, ah, get me out. Uh-uh. Um, she meets this one guy who's like, got his leg amputated he's super depressed because he's like i'm gonna be a burden to my wife and she's like no you're fine older he worked as a roofer but he lost his leg yeah so he's not able to keep on that job so now he's thinking about like his future life choices what he's gonna do how he can support his wife how he's gonna be a burden on his wife and annie takes it upon herself um to give a woman's perspective yeah that you know your wife she's gonna just want you back home yeah that's all she wants for you that was sweet i'm a woman aren't i <laughs> it was also kind of sad though because then she's she said she wish she had that too oh that would be me that's how i am every day wishes <laughs> there was someone in the whole wide world who felt that way <laughs> girl's been in the loony bin for four years he's like no one's gonna let me i was like alone yeah oh my god so and then she's about to she's about chill for a second take a little break and then the the exact guy that she was just comforting tried to kill himself Uh uh-huh and i think he was successful yeah he dies right i'm pretty sure he dies no, I think that no, he doesn't. Oh, I thought he I did. Think, I don't think it stinks that. So if you want to think he died, oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess it doesn't. He can be dead in your eyes. <laughs> He's pretty much dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> but this poor girl shook it because she's like, I literally was just talking to this guy a few hours ago. She thinks it's her fault. She's like really blaming herself. Yeah. Um, which I would too. Cause she's probably like, well, it's, I probably said something that. Yeah, like that's you kind of can't get like behind that. It's like the what ifs, what you could have done, what you could have changed. Yeah, add to the trauma. <laughs> add to the trauma. Yeah, this guy was like, I want to go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> then by her friend Violet, which um, was another abrupt moment because that's the first time they've seen each other in years, right? Yeah, she's just like, you can't stand out here covered in blood. 
I know there is no like big moment, no like huge greeting. There is nothing. (laughs) I know, like, yeah, because I'm assuming the last time they saw each other was when the ship was sinking. Yeah. And she wrote, she wrote her that like heartfelt note, Violet, to Annie saying that you're the only one who can understand what I'm going through. Oh, like, yeah. You. And then she's <laughs> just all business. Yeah. She's like, hey, can't stand out here. Covered in blood. Come on. Back to work, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. She tells herself, don't blame yourself. If anyone's to blame, it's Sister Merrick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what Sister Merrick is to blame. Yeah, that girl used to go, but. <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens her. um she reunites with charlie oh and he um oh yeah he asks her um how, down the titanic yeah i he What's just asked so willy-nilly that was some audacity right there like that is not your business i feel like these people are taking the titanic thinking that seriously <laughs> they don't understand how important it is in modern day there could happen to you like are you sure these ships the buildings were modified were updated i don't know it was only four years past only four i would not set one little toe on to a ship that close after that shit went down and for a book set in the supernatural <laughs> these uh these uh characters are not paranoid enough for me <laughs> i know i would be like yeah i feel like they're not like witchcraft witchcraft is bring your holy water yeah man um she, oh my god this reminds me this um on page 35 what does she remember about her time on the titanic it reminds me of on in the movie titanic when the old lady's like i can still smell the <laughs> she's like it's been 84 years up. <laughs> <laughs> All she has to do is close her eyes and it comes back to her. The holes and the bustle and the noise. <laughs> so she was a, she's a maid on, she didn't have the cushy little life that Miss Rose had. Working class. Yeah. Oh, she said, mostly I remember how cold the water was. Mm. Yeah. And then talking about the baby. Well, she does have a, a draw to the sea, but also like kind of a fear of the sea too. Oh, yeah. and I, I didn't mark that, but she says something about how, like, she kind of feels like a calling to the sea. Yeah, when she's at the asylum, right? I think that's when she yeah. mentions that. She wants to, like, go to sea. Like, okay, girl. You mermaid? See, she's made. See, she's at. Yep. Um, and that's pretty much where it ends. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of recalling that time on the Titanic. And then chapter four starts in 1912. 1912. So we're going back. So this is the beginning. Well, you would know because you read farther than I did. Yeah. And you're going to like, I think you'll like chapter four. Chapter five, I didn't really care for. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Some of these chapters are like filler chapters. Yeah. And chapter five is for sure a filler chapter. I was like, okay, what does this shit have to do with anything? (laughs) But I've been reading. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think is going to happen next? I don't know. I'm like really, oh, should we do predictions for what we think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Well, we know we're definitely going to meet Mark because we yeah. know Mark's alive based off the summary. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the baby. We'll learn more about the baby. I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen. Because I- it says in the summary, it talks about like a twilight zone. So I don't know. Maybe they're going to go into like another dimension or some shit. <laughs> I was picturing something haunting the sea yeah mm-hmm. or what if they're all dead oh 
like in the in 1916 yeah that could be it yeah i'm thinking like it's gonna be like a bermuda triangle type deal where they're like in this limbo yeah um yeah but yeah i honestly don't really know i have no like predictions on what's gonna happen in this book i feel like there's a lot of different elements that are gonna come (laughs) (laughs) what did you say would i want to die yeah (laughs) i don't know i'm going for sister merrick (laughs) yeah i kind of want her to die too maybe yeah yeah harley's gonna take the bucket yeah i kind of think so too i don't know i wonder if there's gonna be like a parallel to what happens in titanic like is this ship gonna go down too we can google what happens to britannic real fast (laughs) no so the britannic does go down (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah you did say so it's it's fate was sank after striking a mine on the 21st of November. And this one start they took off on yeah, the they still 11th. Didn't learn. Huh? They still didn't learn. Yeah, no. Well, in like no, I'm thinking of World War II. Like you know how World War II there was like submarines and shit and they're always bombing all right. the boats like right. I wonder if that was happening in World War 1. But it's like you got to be more like come on now a big old ship like that like i don't know did they not have planes back then oh they did it huh they didn't have what planes i'm not gonna why are they putting all these (laughs) at sea like aren't aren't sea voyages supposed to take like months like why would you put someone who's like hurt on a boat also what i don't get because a lot of illnesses can happen on sea a lot of diseases are spread on sea because you're in such close proximity. So why would you have all these sick people all in one? Yeah. Look, I'm trying to learn a lesson after this. Yeah, they're about to learn after this, man. Let's see. Let's look at it. They did some design changes after the Titanic. Yeah, let's look at a picture of the Britannic. I want to see a comparison between the Britannic versus Titanic. They like they look identical. Yeah, they look almost. Oh my god! I just clicked on this article. Why did Titanic safer sister sink faster? Oh lord! Oh lord, have mercy! <laughs> yeah, they look the exact same. I'm confused. I wonder how many survivors that Britannic had though. Because one thing about the Titanic is they didn't have what I learned from the movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, they didn't, they didn't have enough um, enough oh, yeah. uh, like lifeboats to go go around. Oh, there was a good amount of survivors. So okay. there was a thousand sixty five people on board, and a thousand and thirty five survivors were rescued. Okay, that's one thing they learned. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's wrong. When in that part of the movie, um, Rose is like, "There's not enough lifeboats." She's all doing the calculation in my head. <laughs> And they're like, yeah. <laughs> like, I need to walk out that ship right then and there. Yeah, I would have been like, turn that shit around. <laughs> I man. All right. Well, that was a good, a good start, I think. That was a good start. So what should we, what should our limit be for next time we talk? How many more? Let's, 
Look, I can, let's go up to, I think five chapters works for this book. So I'll catch up and then go to chapter 10. Yeah. So that means cut off at chapter 10 or read chapter 10? Um, cut off at chapter 10. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Read chapter 10, right? Read chapter 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read chapter 10. Okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Okay. This was a good little chat. It was. I'm excited to get more into the book, too. I think it's going to get really interesting. I do, too. I think there's going to be some twists and turns. Me, too. I can't wait to meet our other our other characters. Just keep this going, man. And this is exciting. We'll have to get the hunger after this, too. Dude, we should. That one sounds interesting. It does. It really does. That one sounded real spooky. Like this one is gonna be more of a, I think more like like suspenseful, maybe maybe like eerie. But that hunger one sounded like an actual horror novel. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 That's gonna be good. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not gonna lie. We should probably. (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, it's probably my fault. I didn't take any notes. But we should probably have, like, a way you want to introduce. Okay. Yeah, so when you do the, when you read the next five chapters after chapter, after you're done with chapter five, so seven, right. you have seven chapters to read. I, I um, what I did is I just took notes on, like, every chapter. Not a lot, just, like, things that I noticed. Okay. And that way you can just look at them. That way, if like we feel like we don't have anything to talk about, you can look back and we can talk about like something. Okay. Um, next week, Danielle and I will be back and we're going to be discussing chapters four through 10 of The Deep by Alma Katsu. So we'll see you next week.